Netflix and chill. We're gonna get Popeyes and fuck. And we're gonna call it chicken and dickin. On the bar, this goes to the strippers and the fucking porn stars and them sexy mother. too old for netflix and chill we're just gonna get popeyes and fuck <laughs> chicken and dick and i like it <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know that that intro was so replete with visual metaphors that i feel downright constipated <laughs> there was so much packed in there it was like i could, Wait, I could next one <laughs> I, could, I could spend two hours deconstructing that shit Mm-hmm. Well, especially, you know, the fucking porn stars, you know, this goes out to all the strippers and the fucking porn stars. That was my personal favorite part. Well, but, the chicken and dickin' girl reminds me of my stepsister. So, yeah, well, my, my ex stepsister, you know, that's what's funny. These younger guys, that's why I, I threw all those sound effects that you and I, Nick, we remember them. Bull probably remembers half of them. You know, but I bring that up and I think, and that's where the, the Netflix and chill and the chick saying, you know, I'm too old for Netflix and chill. And I'm thinking, man, that's kind of the women I've met. They're more like, let's get Popeyes and fuck. And it's, you know, it's chicken and dickin. That's what it is. It really is. And you young fuckers in the audience, whether you're millennial types, 
and it's Netflix and chill right now, or whatever it's going to be in 10, 15 years, it's going to come back to Popeyes and fucking. It really is. Because I remember back in the day, oh God, what was it, Nick? It it was, you know, we're just going to hang out. Let's go just hang out. Or, hey, what are you doing? Ah, oh, nothing. What are you doing? Hey, so why don't you come over and pet my dog? You know, as Bull would say, you know, you want to come over and pet my dog? Okay. You know, whatever it is, you guys are going to have your pet phrase now in your 20s and early 30s, and you're going to think you're cool. And when you hit about 40, she's going to say, I'm too old for that shit. We're getting, you know, we're getting Popeyes and we're going to fuck. It's chicken and dicking. I'm telling you, it's just the way it is. Zachary. Chick-fil-A doesn't have thighs and legs and breasts, and it's not. They do not. It's not the no. same. I mean, Chick-fil-A is Chick-fil-A is awesome, but they're, we're almost at apples and oranges here. Yeah, or potato, potato, something like that. I'll tell you what I particularly liked is I like the uh, the the grammar rock because, because when uh, one time when a lady friend of mine was, well, she was on her knees and I was helping her pray. Mm. And you were giving uh, her absolution. Mm -hmm. And I, I started, I started singing conjunction junction. How's that suction? <laughs> and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you, it got me to thinking just right now because I, I still, I still listen. I, you know, full reveal here. You know, you want to, you talk about Spurgs and nerds and retards. I still <laughs> listen to those grammar rock songs because I still like them all. Conjunction, junction, how's that function? This is the tale of Mr. Morton, you know, all that shit. And uh, so I think I, I think if I ever do, you know, try to do any kind of game or pickup again, I think I think I'm going to, you know, I'm, on, my that shit. on my scavenger hunt list, I think my invitation is going to be, hey, you want to come back to my house and watch Grammar Rock? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> if, if you can pull with that, you can pull with anything. Oh, dude, you really could. You really could. You know, one of the things I want to try after my last cat dies is I want to, you know, go out, meet a chick and be like, hey, you want to come over and pet my cat? You know, to take one from Bull Rush that I've already used. But at least the, the plausible deniability was I had two cats. This time it would be, I don't have any cats. They're both dead. <laughs> or, or just get the last cat stuff, you know, and put them oh, on the well, mantle. There is that. I could do taxidermy. I, yeah, you know, I know a few people. I know a few people. But I don't know, man. Taxidermy for me is more about trophies. You know, it's not about remembering your dead cat or your dead dog. That's a little weird to me. But hey. If that's your thing, you do you. Just saying. You want to come back to the house and listen to me play Conjunction Junction? How's that suction yeah. on my guitar? And if she's young enough, she has no idea what the hell yeah, you're talking she, about. What the fuck that is? She'll, she'll think it's it's an original piece. That's the beauty of it. <laughs> she'll be like, oh, my God, you wrote that yourself. And you're, you're going to be like, that's right. What's old is new again. I write I write folk songs about grammar rules. That's my that's my gig. <laughs> oh fuck! There's the new lines right there. Only works on women, you know, thirty five and younger. <laughs> you know, Ty Cobb, aka Sybil, 
um, <laughs> mentions interje- the interjection song down there. You know, probably <laughs> one of the biggest laughs I ever got from my kids because they saw all those things. And they they particularly like the interjection song. And when they were a little bit older, we're I don't we we're at the table I think, and I started singing. You know, because in that song they go interjections, hey, show excitement, wow, you know, whatever. And I was and I started singing interjections, fuck, show excitement, shit, son of a bitch. Biggest laugh I got out of my kids. Oh <laughs> uh, my god. Probably what? Probably the first time I ever cussed in front of him too. Oh, really? You know, thinking of that, that reminds me growing up, and I heard my dad swear all the time. Of course, it was in the garage, and it was when he racked his knuckles, wrenching on whatever engine he was working on. And of course, you had to dodge incoming missiles, okay? Because here comes the wrench. Here comes the hammer. Here comes whatever he had in his hand. Here comes okay. a half inch socket. Right. You know, <laughs> and so there was shrapnel everywhere. And you either got pegged and you learned you're slow motherfucker, or you learned to dodge that shit or you found cover. Okay. Like I, oh, dude, I got pegged a couple of times. I got hit in the shin once. I got hit in the calf once. Got one straight in the sternum. And it was like, oh, you know, and it was that half inch socket that you're talking about. Okay. That's where I learned one, be faster and also to use cover. Okay. You'll certainly, you'll, you'll learn the differences between half inch and three H real fast. Oh yeah. You'll, you'll learn when, when he's really pissed and when he's just kind of irritated too. Yeah. Cause sometimes he just lobbed them. Sometimes they were a heat seeking sidewinder coming right straight for you. Okay. That's just how that shit went. So with him, it was, you know, it was par for the course. You you suited up in body armor. You grabbed a fucking riot shield and into the garage you went. And in, into the mouth of hell you went. Okay. And when the shit flew, you learned to set the shield down on the ground and you hid behind it so that when the sockets and the wrenches and the hammer flew, if it hit the shield, hey, you're still okay. Once more into the breach. Right. Once more into the breach. Okay. But when it came to hearing my mother swear, which as a kid, I never heard her swear ever, ever. Yeah. My mom never swore when I was a kid. I was the one learning from dad and then getting the soap in the mouth treatment. Okay. But as I started becoming an adult, then I got to see my mom let it all fucking hang out saw her lean into it and i can remember the first time i heard her say i don't give a fuck and it's like and i'm like wait do i need to wash your mouth out with soap woman because you washed mine out for using that word and she looked me in the eye she was fucking half soused and she looked me in there and said bring it and it was i want to i want to know what guillermo caceres I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm pretty sure I got the first name right. Guillermo Caceres. In Chile, we have Pollo El Velador. El Velador. Chicken on the nightstand. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, like it's right up my alley. I just don't know what. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. We um, we need more. Give us input. We need context. We need more to go here, buddy. 
I'm Come trying on. to visualize it, but my brain is buffering. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm I, yeah, exactly. I. When you I, go I, to lunch I, motel in the lunchtime with the secretary, you can fuck and then eat. Ah, nice. All right. See? All right, all right. See, this is this is this is the benefit of an international audience. Yeah, we learn all kinds of phrases and That's shit. Good shit. Check it out the nightstand. That's I'm yeah. I'm using that somewhere. That's a song right there. That's you know yeah I I like that I like that I do because I want to use that. This is where I wish the chat could like phonetically speak so that I understand like I I'm a I'm a white old fucker like Nick. And so I'm looking at it going, wait a minute. When he says Polo a la Velador, I I am I am I green going that way too much, dude, because I need to know what the fuck it is. Because I have a predilection towards Latinas. Now, granted, sometimes <laughs> me being the gringo and fucking it all up is endearing and they love it. But at the same time, I kind of want to get it right because I want the chicken on the nightstand thing. So I need you to kind of fucking tell me some shit here. You're pretty, you know, you're pretty, you are pretty smart for white trash from Utah. I mean, oh, dude, know. I'm not white trash. I'm ex-Mormon. There's the difference. <laughs> not, not, not to us down here. Well, well you, you all the same. Yeah, well, you swamp rockers down there in Alabama. You know, you guys are all the same to us up here. You guys are the white trash. When you say hundred percent true, I, I just hear a banjo, and it's like they're all, they're all cousin fuckers. That's just the all, way. all you have to really know with Latinos is, is be able to text Te amo, que tenga buen día, or buen sueños. You sounded incredibly white when you said that. Yeah, it sounded uh -huh. like, you know, peg me now, mama enchilada. <laughs> mm. ah. Do you like the ones with all the ridges, or do you like the ones that are kind of veiny? Oh, god damn. Ridges. Mm. Chicken you on know, the nightstand, porker in the butt. Here's a funny thing. <clears throat> I don't know who this is, but I'm going to throw it up there because it's relevant to my week. It's probably Billy. It probably is. But Brittany, Brittany is kind of fun. All right. Because it reminds me of an ex. The fate of the world is in the hands of a bald biker who's not afraid to speak his mind. Okay. I had an incident happen this week and i'm going to give you guys the chat the high level overview i'm not going to go into the details because one it's fucking boring two you don't care three it's none of your problem none of your business so <clears throat> the belly dancer and i went to a party on labor day and it was for a person who was celebrating their 50th okay and the whole theme was pirate so I came decked out, man. I have I have the pirate costume, man. And the belly dancer had hers. And there was fire. There was drinks galore. There was all kinds of shit going on at this party. It was amazing. And then the next, well, it was the Sunday. So the third is when the party happened. But on the fourth, I wake up. You know, I, I, I come to out of my coma, my alcohol-induced coma. 
And she's like, hey, you know, I want to see you. Can I come on down? It's like, sure, because, man, she got fucking trashed. She comes on down, and the first fucking thing she says is, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. Nobody needs to talk. Well, I'm with you there, but. That's a bad sign. I need to talk to you. And it's like shock waves because I'm thinking, oh, boy, what the fuck just happened here? (laughs) (sighs) You know, going back to this, the afraid who's not afraid to speak his mind. That's the big part. Okay. There were conversations that when she said to me, you know, I need to talk to you. There were conversations that I didn't know we had because I drank a lot, man. I, I, dude, Nick, you would have been proud. You would have been proud, dude, because I drank a lot. And one thing I've learned over the years, all the way, well, really, when it comes down to it, it's who I am. I run my mouth. I speak my mind. I say whatever it is, whether it offends people or not. I don't really, you know, it's damn the consequences. It's one of those and go and away I go until, you know, I start thinking of bull. I think of you. I think of other guys when they say, dude, shut the fuck up. It's a superpower. Even I've said it, and yet I'm not practicing what I'm preaching because here I am being, you know, Mr. Hyde instead of Dr. Jekyll, fucking running my mouth at the party. And she gives me the list. You said this, you said that, you said the other. (laughs) Yeah. And it was a shock because it's like I told her, and this was on Monday, the day after. She comes down, she got fucked up, I got fucked up, everybody got fucked up at this party. It was a good time, okay? But the next day, I'm thinking, ah, man, that was a great time, great time. You know, we all had fun, we all drank, we all said stupid shit, it's all good. Then, you know, Monday comes along and, can I come down? Sure, come on down, I'd love to see you. I have to talk to you. Apparently, while we were both at the same party, there were two different realities happening. There was my reality, which was magnanimous and amazing, while I'm running my mouth. And apparently there was her reality, which was a little, uh, I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. So, going back to who's not afraid to speak his mind. And I agree with that in general. At the same time, shut the fuck up. I actually thought about it yesterday, Nick. I thought I was done getting tattooed. I did. I haven't had a tattoo since 2019. It's the last tattoo I got. It's right here, okay? And even before that one, I figured, yeah, I'm kind of done. You know, I, I got it out of my system. But I'm thinking, nope. There's one more, and that motherfucker is going right here, right here on my forearm. And it's going to be a whole big jumble of letters. It's going to say J-S-U-D-X-A-M-A-A-C-1. I'm seriously thinking of getting that tattoo. And for the kids in the chat, what does all that jumble of letters mean? JSU is just shut up. DX is don't exclude. AM is amused mastery. AA is agree and amplify. And C1 is literally C1. Go back to JSU. 
because if I write it on my hands or I write it on my arm, uh, one, sweating it off, you know, wearing gloves, wearing a long coat, wearing costumes, you know, whatever, you know, setting myself on fucking fire with, you know, Coleman fuel. Yeah, that shit goes away. But if I tattoo it on me, I'll never forget it. That's what it is. I have. So, eh, never mind. Well, you know, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I well, I was going to ask about I was going to ask about uh belly dancer, but you're right, I don't care. Well, there's that. You can ask whatever you want whether you care or not, even if it's for entertainment value, and if I choose to answer it, then that's on me. All right. Cuz it is JSU. If I got any ink, if I got any ink, I would get one of two things. Or maybe both. One oh, thing yeah. I would get is the, you know, is the grandma Jolly Roger that's on my mug and yeah. t-shirt. And that is a great tattoo, by the way. And it would say everyone's grandma and dress for sailors. Which is a great slogan. Or I would just, you know, like across my entire back, upper back, I would just get a banner that says the harshness. And I and like right. that too. That's a good one too. Your right. your slogans and your logos are not bad tattoos. Coming from a guy who's got a lot of tattoos, that it's like, you know, and the whole uh jumble of letters, the acronym, that's not just the belly dancer. Okay. okay? That's not just because of her. It's I wouldn't, I would never put ink on my body that's permanent because of what one person said or did. I would never. It's one of those, I'd have to look at it and say, okay, is this something that's happened in the past? And in my case, why, yes. Yes, it has. This isn't the first time I've had this conversation with somebody, you know? Even though Bull and, and you and me myself have said shut the fuck up is a superpower. There's like been it. plenty of times that I am been I I have not practiced what I've preached. I like um I like Dame's bit here about he's got an owl on his forearm for shut up and pay attention. That's pretty fucking good right there. Ooh. I like that. Where I, I and I like owls, as everybody knows. So. Yeah, well, there's that. I I gotta, you know what? There, there we go. There we go. <clears throat> Chess is pretty good too. Max Katie from uh, mm -hmm. Cape Fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go big or go that's, home. The the awesome. only the only descent that I have with that chest, and I get the reference and I get the metaphor. I do. I fully get it, bro. I do. The problem I have, and this is a personal issue for me with back pieces, is they're for other people. Because unless you can look in a mirror and then it's all fucking backwards at that point. You, when, when I think of back pieces, and I've seen some beautiful shit on men and women, but it's for other people. It's not for you. And all of my tattoos... <laughs> are all visible what do we got here we got daniel marty got a tattoo of ryan on his ass <laughs> dude <clears throat> marty needed to get a tattoo of ryan's face on his back do a back piece go full jackass with it man yeah chad i don't i don't have any ink either but you know if we if we ever end up in vegas at the same time i'd be willing to i'd be willing to go in at the same time as you and we'll we'll break our cherries together Challenge accepted. 
Nick. But but mine's gonna be everyone the everyone's grandma undressed for sailors. And I don't I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't care what it is, dude. I met I I met a dude on a cruise that he got suckered by all the whammon on the cruise because he mentioned, hey, you know, he was an older gentleman at the time, probably about our age, my age, somewhere around there, never had any ink. And he wanted to commemorate the uh, the Hawaii cruise by getting a tattoo. And all these drunk, stupid women were like, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. I even heard my mom, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. And I'm looking at her going, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, the day comes, we went to Maui. That was the day of the tattoo. And he's like, hey, guys, you ready to do this? And everyone was like, what are you talking about, bro? Okay, they all had amnesia. They all fucking forgot, except for me. And he was like fucking devastated. He was like, oh my God, they're all backing out. And I'm like, well, of course they did. But I'm like, I'll go with you. You know, I, I, I'll i go with you, man. If you want to commemorate this and have a memory or whatever, the, uh, dude, I will go. Whether I get something or not, I'll go with you. So we did. While everybody visited the tourist traps and the same uh, Hawaiian junk that was made in China that you saw at all the other fucking islands, we jumped on a got well, we hiked first for like two miles to a bus stop. And then we rode a, a Hawaii, you know, transit authority, a HTA bus into town, into where the, 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 the normies live, you know, where the natives live. We got to see part of Maui that most people never see. And he walks in, he finds this shop, finds this fucking artist who made some international tattoo magazine. This chick was like internationally known. And lo and behold, she had like 30 minutes of free time. Oh, I can do something for you if it's 30 minutes or less. And he gets a dolphin on his, you know, back here on his shoulder. She's like, sucks to be you, boy. I ain't got time for you. It's what she said to me. And that's fine. I, I, I went to support the dude. It's like, I'll go with you, bro. I got you. So he gets his fucking tattoo. I was planning and thinking, yeah, I could get something. But it didn't happen. And I'm okay with that. It was his time, not mine. And it's okay. I'm glad I didn't, actually. But, Nick, if you were to be like, hey, next time we're all out in Vegas, I'm getting, you know, your grandma dressed for says, bro. Challenge accepted. Here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> I almost I almost got a tattoo when I was about 19. Yeah. I, was, I was in Fort Walton Beach with one of my friends from college who was from there. And uh, a couple of us went down there with him for a long weekend and hung out at the beach and shit. And that's when I got my first flat top haircut. And he was like, and he was the guy, he was the guy, I know you would think it would be me, but not back then. He was the instigator. He was the main instigator of the group. So he was the one always trying to talk people into doing shit. And he was like, and like for, for a week before we went down there, he was like, you need a tattoo on your shoulder. And you need to get your ear pierced when we're down there, because oh, yeah. you would, because you would look like a badass motherfucker. And he just kept <laughs> he kept spinning that bullshit with me. Now the problem is he was doing it with me, and I can't be talked into anything that right. I don't want to do. You're that disagreeable and that stubborn. Right, right. And 
Same. And so, and so, and we got down there, and I considered it, and I, and the reason I didn't, and this is this is just me. This is in because I don't have any. I don't give a shit whether people have ink. I don't give a shit where women have ink right. or whatever. I just I don't I, care. Fuck. You know, it's like it's like for me at that time, my mindset was, and this was very spurgy, but I was like, okay, here's the problem with me getting ink is that I pride I always prided myself in flying under the radar in the sense that I have I have a true you know how if you ever watch uh, Redonculus, Terrence Pop is always talking about good pop and bad pop. Well, there's there's regular Nick and then there's anarchist Nick. And I have a mm. true I have a true anarchist. I, I revel in anarchy and most yeah. and, and most mm. people don't get that at all until mm. they see it. And once they see it, then they're scared and they don't want to be around me anymore. But the. I have a true spirit of anarchy. And if I ever let that out, then, you know, all kinds of shit goes down, but I've always prided myself on like, you know, hiding in plain sight with all that, because, because most people, you have to know me before you start to pick up on it. And most people don't get to know me that well. And so they just figure I'm, you know, just, uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the Southern gentleman I appear to be. And, and so I decided that I didn't want anything to, that would tip people off. And I was like, so I'm going to continue being a, the, the best way I could be an anarchist would be by not getting a tattoo. And so I didn't, mm, but now that I'm similar conversation I had with somebody a while back, but yes, continue, please. Now, now that I'm near the end of my life, which could be any time now based right. on what's, what's happening to all my friends. Uh -huh. and, and I'm not even as old as you yet, but the, now that I'm near the end of my life, it just, you know, it just doesn't fucking matter anymore. Cause I don't, you know, cause I don't have any, I don't have any, there, there are no more radars for me to fly under anymore. You right. know, unless I decided to go corporate again and all that shit, there are no, you know, there yeah. are no radars for me to fly under. And I can't see myself, I can't see myself going corporate and lasting for three days because at this point I would just, I would just be blowing shit up. So. Well, and and you're not wrong there. Um, man, there's so many things as I'm going back through the comments and throwing them up. Chad, if you're still here, okay? This too shall pass is good. I like it. I have one better. Better. It is what it is, okay? To, to take it back to Monday. And, you know, it's the whole... I need to talk to you. And I realized, wow... We experienced two different realities, even though we were at the same event. And she vented and said her piece. And it wasn't until Tuesday that it all kind of like hit me because Monday was more of a shock. It was like, wow, I didn't see this one coming. But then Tuesday, you know, I start thinking about it and going over it in my head. And this is where it ties into the whole, it is what it is. Okay. Because ultimately, I had an old new sensation, an old new feeling. What do I mean by old new? Well, I've never experienced this with the belly dancer before. So it's new for her and with her, but it's an old feeling sensation that goes back to my marriage. Because the unspoken part was, I need you to change. And the thing is, I, I thought about it and I thought, but I like who I am. I like who this guy is. 
even when he rubs people the wrong way, even when he runs his fucking mouth and says stupid shit. I like who I am. To go back to Kate, what do you want? Which goes back to me, by the way, Kate. <laughs> you're you're calling it, but I'm claiming it. Just saying. Because I have a video on that that's about two, three years old now. Okay. I'm not going to change who I am and what I am because of anyone, a woman, a man, it doesn't matter. Corporate. Yeah, I can play the corporate game. That's the point I was trying to make to young Jack a couple of weeks ago. And when you decide to work for the man, you work for someone else, you have to play the game. But that doesn't mean you have to change who you are. She's slowly asking me to change who I am. That's at least my interpretation. My conundrum, as I see it, is I like who I am. And if I have to tiptoe and walk on eggshells and monitor myself, which I did in my marriage, I know where that goes. I know what I become, and I didn't like that guy. That's why I got divorced. So, Chad... Going back to your comment, this too shall pass. I like it. That would be a good one to have somewhere. You decide where on your body if you were to do it, if you wanted to do it. You put that on one forearm, one leg, part of your chest, whatever. But the other one should be, it is what it is. Okay. And you guys are going to have to tune in like next week for what that is. Okay. Because I have an intro that mentions it is what it is. You're going to love it. I promise you. And it's not even me saying it. It's somebody else. But man, they fucking nailed it. But that's for next week as far as that goes. But the guy who said he talked about it is what it is. He encapsulated it perfectly. Okay. I would so, get it. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I don't want to interrupt you. No, no. I'm, I'm kind of good. Because, like I said, the last few days have been tumultuous for me. Because there's been a lot of things where I had to stop and go, wait, there's been a lot of uncertainty. And I'm like, because I could see her point. I could. Oh, everything she brought up, it was a valid argument. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I said that. Oh, yep. Yep, I did this. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I didn't say that. Nope, nope, I didn't do that. I would do, I like Ty Cobbs, I'd get this end up with an arrow on my neck. <laughs> hey, just get, just get that on one side and get one with an arrow pointed to your mouth on the other side that says cock hole. Um, <laughs> I would do, I would do, one, one of the things I always thought about doing was getting like on my arm somewhere, the word opinions, but written on, a little pile of dog shit and it would just be like you know it'd be like a faint outline of dog shit and then opinions would just kind of be you know spiraling down or something that's one and then the other one was uh there's an old steve earl album titled shut up and die like an aviator mm. i would i would do that somewhere probably if i if, you, know, you know that's that's beautiful yeah. that is actually beautiful Okay. Rob, Rob is coming up with a five-year plan. Rob doesn't have a five. <laughs> Rob's like me. If I'm alive in five years, I will be the first one shocked and astonished and stunned. 
Rob and I at best have a five day plan and that's kind of stretching it. You know, it is. It really is. I have, a, I have maybe a two and a half day plan. I always, ass- look at it. I always assume I'm going to be dead by the end of the week. That's, oh, that's dude. how, that's how I start almost every day is, you know, a week from now I'll probably be dead. Yep. And you I've had what? that attitude since I turned 50. So. Oh, dude. Okay. It's, it's, so it's always a shock whenever you show up to the show. We're like, holy shit, he's still alive. <laughs> well, it is, but I'm glad that he's here. But you know what? It, I still wake up every morning and I'm kind of the same way. I'm like, holy shit, I'm still alive. What the okay. fuck's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, you're still breathing. Uh, you didn't just, you know, drop into the void or whatever. You didn't just disappear. And so every day in that sense is a blessing, you know, it's, you know, throw the air quotes around blessing, but at the same time, it's kind of true because when you get to my age, every day kind of is, you know, if I wake up and I have to, oh, fuck, I gotta go to work today. Yeah, it sucks. But at the same time, hey, bro, you're still alive. Wow. Yeah, I am. Okay. Oh, you're having tumultuous tumultuous issues with the belly dancer. Yeah, that sucks. But hey, you're still alive. That's why, you know, it is what it is. And then my little acronym that I probably will never get tattooed, but against common sense, I probably should, you know, should. Should. But that's, you know, there's a conversation still coming because you know, I can't just shut the fuck up. Hmm. I just can't. And so it's like, ah, and, and to keep the accountability on both sides, it's not just my fault. It's not just hers. We're neither one of us are victims. We're not innocent. That's why there's going to be a conversation because I just can't shut my mouth. And it's going to be like, Babe, you fucking knew me when you met me. You knew I was going to say and do stupid shit because I've always said and done stupid shit, especially when I've been drinking. Not saying alcohol absolves me from fucking culpability. No, no, I own it. But I become Mr. Hyde in many ways because the filter drops and I just say whatever's on my mind and what did you expect when we went to a pirate themed party with rum and beer and everything else and they're handing it to me and i'm like why 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 thank you i don't mind if i do what did you expect when you started talking to me and i ran my mouth what did you expect You should know me. It's been two years. This isn't new. You're not new. I'm not new. You should know better. So my take on this whole, you know, the whole. I need to talk to you. What I came down to where I was saying, hey, I like who I am because I do. And I know I rub people the wrong way. I hurt feelings and all that fucking snowflake shit. But the truth is I do like who I am. Because I tried doing it the other way. I tried not rocking the boat. I tried, ooh, just shut the fuck up. Just, you know, control yourself, blah, 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 blah. And I became a different person. And that person, my ex-wife, was absolutely thrilled with. Except I wanted to kill myself. 
because I hated what I had become. And that's my fault. No one else's. I'm not doing that again. I can't. I don't have it in me. So I, I, I just think after two years of being with you, that would be this whole thing is like a her problem. Well, that's you kind of, you know, you, God damn it, bull. You stole the thunder from me, but that's OK, bro. Because my response that's coming this weekend is I've thought a lot about what you said. And yeah, there are things that ah, noted. Yep, I can work on that. Or there's things that, yep, you're, you're absolutely in the right. But at the same time, I need you to develop a thicker skin. Well, you weren't even you weren't even directing any of it at her, right? It was no. just she just she she was basically what she's saying is you embarrassed her. Basically. That's and, a good way to sum it up. That's a great way to sum it up. Yes. And yeah. I embarrassed know. her and she thought about it, and now I need to have the talk. And I'm like thinking, okay, I you know, she had some valid points. I'll give her that. That it's like, hmm. Fair, okay. But at the end of the day, it's like, we've been dating for two years. I haven't changed. I've been this way from day one. You know I run my mouth, especially when I've been drinking. You know I run my mouth because all the filters drop then. At that point, you get about as, whether you like it or not, you get about as honest with me as you're ever going to get. And that embarrassed you and it ashamed you and it made you feel diminished and invisible and bad and all this other stuff. Yeah. But you knew what you got into because I've never changed. I've always been this guy and up until now, that guy was okay. And now we have a problem or you have a problem. And I, you know, I made it my own problem for a minute that I'm like, God, there are things I could do. There, you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want her to feel bad. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to hurt her feelings, all that. But then I thought, you know what? I like who I am. And if she doesn't like it, then she can walk. Basically. And yeah, it'll hurt. And I would hate to see her go, but I'll enjoy the view as she goes. Because no, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be something I'm not. And if you can't handle me, you know, doing in vino veritas. You can't handle me. You know, to quote the women, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Well, touche. You knew what you got into. You knew how I was from the day you met me, that I'm an asshole. I'm the well, guy that's going to say what I'm going to say. Well, what, what's, hap what's really happening here, and we've all been through this, and at some point you get, you either get, Tired enough? Shit. Where have you been? Rob's always available. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what the status is. He's always this available. Is this is true. Um, There's no lie detected there. <laughs> it's, it, it, there could be a lot of reasons, a, a lot of, you know, intros to this, but it always comes back to, and every, every woman will make an attempt to do this, whether they're even conscious of it or not, whether whether they even, even if you drew their attention to it, they would say, no, that's not what I'm doing, but that is what you're doing. And at the end of the day, it's the old betatization by a thousand concessions. And all it takes is that first concession. Yep. And it's a slippery fucking slope. And wow. I've, I've been there. I've been there too on, on yep. other things. Yep. And 
you know, my response was in my particular case, my my response was always, well, if you don't like that, then it doesn't sound like I'm the guy for you. Yep. And, and that's where we're going. And in that's some cases it was, oh, no, 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 it's not that. And in other cases, it was like, yeah, OK, you're not because and it wasn't simply <clears> because of that. It was because I basically told her, you know, chortle my balls. You know, that's basically what even if I didn't use that language, that's basically the end of it because i'm you know i don't i don't care if you know for you know whether whether one is right or wrong is 99.99 percent of the time entirely relative anyway and it's like well i still like you but you know if you need to go be successful somewhere else i certainly understand so you know there you go and there's no there there is no woman that can make you feel better than you feel when you simply stick to whatever your own program is. Mm. There's nothing that can bring, that can really bring you down from that. If you are truly, if you're truly zoned in, dialed into that shit and it can, and it can take a long time to get there. You know, it took me 40 something years to get there, but Mm. I wouldn't, you know, now there, there are, you know, I mean, you know, I I think back to when little Spurg was like, "Can you kiss me more when you're fucking me?" I was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do that." <laughs> All right, uh, you know, yeah. let's get off my back, you know. But you know, she's never that. She's never. She's never been like. She's she's gotten upset with the way I have treated her sometimes, and she had mm. she had a legit gripe. It doesn't mean I changed anything, but right. she had a legit gripe, and I appreciated her bringing it up to me. But as far as like just being out anywhere and she being like, you know, I have a problem with the way you acted tonight. Now, my program is different from yours, so I I can be equally as offensive. It's just not because I've drank a lot and then said some shit. It's more it's a a different kind of thing. But, you know, her, her attitude up till now has always been, well, you know, I guess that's just something I need to live with. And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. And like I said, this is something I've, you know, pondered over the last couple of days. You know, Monday was kind of a, wow, that curveball came out of nowhere. Because at that point, I thought we were experiencing the same reality, you know, the mind reading, that's getting comfortable. That's my fault. And I'll own that. And then when she said, you know, hey, I want to talk to you. And then, you know, vomited the stuff that I was just like, wow, we experienced two completely different realities at the same party, same party, same people, same interactions. And we had two different realities. Hers was less than spectacular. Mine was amazing. Okay. And I feel bad about that to a degree. I do. Because I don't want that for her. That it's like, wow, you... I had a peak experience with you and all of these people and yours was less than stellar and it's because of me and that sucks. And I'm sorry for that, but you need to grow a thicker skin. You knew who you got involved with when you met me, you knew how I was from day one because I've always been this way. And up until now, it's not been an issue. And now it's an issue because, you know, Zachary said it, death by a thousand concessions. Hey, 
You're not wrong, dude. That's the part that I saw, you know, the potential to go down that road that I'm like, that's where I was like, but man, I like who I am. Even if I'm offensive, even if I hurt your fucking feelings, even if I, you know, step on my own dick and step on my own feet, I like who I am. And why would I change that? You know what this kind of reminds me of? What's that? I mean, this is a little off the wall, but it reminds me of Van Halen. And I'll and I'll tell you how. Please enlighten me. I'm curious because I like Van Halen. So early Van Halen. David Lee Roth Van Halen. Right. Up to nine, 1984. To me, right. it doesn't get it doesn't get better. No, that's that was their peak years. It will never be better. I no. I never ca- I never cared for Van Hagar at all. Eh, but it was a different sound. But let me but band. it was a different sound and a different vibe, but I never really begrudged it. It was just like, well, this isn't my favorite. But you know, frankly, I mean, even Rush, which is one of my all-time favorites, after like after moving pictures. I don't really, you know, there's maybe a song or two after moving pictures I like, but it's, you know, I'm always into the early stuff, you know, and then it always ends up changing in a way that I don't like. So I I tend to do that anyway. But here's the thing. If I were the Van Halen brothers and I put Van Halen back together after Hagar got kicked out. Right. Or left or whatever. and, And David Lee Roth showed up doing that gay ass lounge act shit he does now i don't know if you've ever yeah. seen the more no, recent no, stuff I, yeah i have it's it's sad yeah. it's cringe as fuck i if i were eddie van halen i would have disbanded van halen because because you can't have van halen in my in my opinion without the early david lee roth who was right. he was a maniac now yeah. he's just insane i don't know what his deal is but it's like it's the most yeah. cringe shit you ever saw but my point is, the way this is relevant to what you were saying, is that if David Lee Roth was able to show up to, you know, later Van Halen and be the same David Lee Roth he always was, then I'd be cool with it. Yeah. But the way he showed up, like, you know, he's in some sort of like their I mean, it's like their amp amps, their amp cabinets ought to be covered in red shag carpet. That's the way David Lee Roth acts. David mm-hmm. Lee Roth was acting, you know, before right before Eddie died. Right. And it was like he showed up completely different. I mean, completely different. And so, you know, I can understand getting in with somebody if they show up and they change a lot and all of a sudden they're doing something new and different, then as far as I'm concerned, they don't fit in anymore. But you didn't do that. You know, you're still original David Lee Roth. Dude, you know, and, and you were still you were still running with the devil. Yes. Dude, that's, like I said, ever since she said, you know, I need to talk to you and said what she had to say, which caught me completely by surprise. I learned a few things during that moment while she was talking. One, I got too comfortable because I didn't see it coming. Okay. Because there were things that I said. That I'll own that it's like, eh, you probably shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't assumed a certain level of comfort that you did. But that being said, that's where, like I said, the last couple of days. Today, I'm I'm actually at peace. I'm good. Because I, I, I figured it out for me. Which is what a lot of you guys in the chat have said. What I've said, which is... This is who I am. I've always been this way. I always run my mouth. 
especially when I've been drinking, you know this. And if now's the time that you don't like it, okay, fair. But I'm not going to change because I like who I am. And I'm not going to do the death by a thousand concessions because I already did it. I did it in my marriage when I was married. And in the end, I hated who and what I had become. But I can't blame the ex-wife. I can't blame society and religion and the West and all the bullshit. My family. I only can blame me ultimately because it was my choice, my fault in the end. And that's the guy that I wanted to kill because I hated him. I hated who and what I had become. Where I look at who I am now, this is me. And yep, I'm going to say stupid shit. I'm going to do stupid shit. Especially if I've had a few drinks or a lot of drinks. I'm definitely going to say and do stupid shit. You know what? You signed up. And if you don't like it, well, that's on you. Because I like who I am. And if you don't like it, well, that's too bad. That's, that's unfortunate. Because I do like who I am, even if I am offensive, even if I rub you the wrong way or make you feel less than or whatever, whatever it is, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, well, there's the door. You have a choice and the door was never locked. It's always been open. I don't see the need in having a conversation with her past the initial one. Just keep doing what you're doing. Well, and, and ultimately that's what I'm going to do, Bull. I mean, cause like any, any conversation past that, like I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't put her in a kennel immediately after that conversation. <laughs> cause I think that could all been, that could all been fixed by her having some fucking kennel time to herself. Like seriously, how is she going to come to you and dictate your behavior as a man? That's, that's to me, that's kind of out of pocket. Mm. You're um, not wrong, dude. And, and and I get it. I get the whole, I should have just put her in a fucking kennel. I do. To have a conversation to me past that, I know you won't like get everything out in the open and let her make a decision. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even give her that kind of time. Mm. Uh, if you wanted to, I guess, but it is, it's a lot like daring to me. No, that's fair. And I'm not saying that I'm going to have this conversation. I'm, you know, I'm doing the whamming thing. I'm venting to you, yeah. to Nick, to yeah. the audience. Just giving you an idea of, hey, how was your week, Rob? Well, here's how it started. Here's how it's going. Okay. It doesn't mean I'm actually going to do it. If anything, the part you brought up, you know, never mind the kennel part, because yeah, that that's a little late now. But yeah. the whole just shut the fuck up and just do what you're going to do. That part is where I'm yeah. at. It's like, you know that's what? My main, and that's my main point, though. Like, and just I'm going to just doing what you're doing. Yep. I'm going to just keep doing it. And if she doesn't like it, well, the door's right there. It's never been locked. You can walk whenever you want. That's Locks on the that's, inside. Yep. Yep. Whamming. Am I right? <laughs> Whamming. Am I right? Yes, Kate, you're right. That's you're right. It. That, that brings up something, though, that's been on my mind for a long time now. And it's this. Yeah, I do think relationships, if you choose to have them between men and women, generally they should be pretty easy. And if they're not, there's something wrong there. You know, that doesn't 
you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, marriage is, you know, whatever, whatever you got shit you got to do. You know, there's, there's roles to play. There's shit you got to do. There's priorities, whatever, but generally there's no reason it shouldn't be generally, you know, pretty easy, but I mean, there's, there's no law of nature that either mandates or assists men and women just having it exactly like they want. It's not a thing. It doesn't matter, you know, how good or how bad the relationship is. There's always going to be a gap there of expectations. And it just, you have to decide which expectations are important and which ones aren't so important. But it's, you know, it's never supposed to be just, you know, never supposed to be perfect because there is, because in my, in my attitude, my thinking there is no there is no such thing as metaphysics there there is no metaphysical component there is no magic there is no woo woo there is no you know one there is no soulmate there is there is nothing that the universe the universe doesn't give a shit who you fuck you know it just doesn't matter and so so the idea that everything is is that there that there can't be things that you just don't hit on or don't aren't on the same page about that'll never happen what's important is that you're on the same page about the things that are most important to both of you and the rest of it is just you know i mean there there are i have i have yet to, to either witness or be in a relationship that had you know that was just you know perfectly swimming all the time what makes it swimming is that you know, there's some there's some things that, you know, let's say with a little Spurg that um, that she does that I don't like. But in this case, they're not significant. And, you know, I just don't give a shit. So so when she's having those episodes and stuff, I'm just like, you know, yeah, go bitch to your girlfriends about it or go do this. I'm not I'm not interested in that. And, you know, and for her, she's given up. She's given up on the idea that, you know her fella is supposed to just listen supportively to everything she has to say, because I don't do that, you right. know, frankly, because it's like, you know, we're problem solvers. That's, 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 that's her covert contract. Anyway, to get over it. It's not yours. Right. Right. Well, exactly. So that's, that's why it's just like, you know, you know, well, basically I don't care. That's what I'm saying. Like with, with now, Rob's girl, she's kind of, he, she's kind of got a covert contract with him going yes. right now. And I right. agree. He, right. And he needs he needs to dissuade her of that shit real fast. That's why I said the kennel would be the fastest. But you know, just keep but we're a doing. day late and a dollar short on. But the we're kennel. past that now. We're past yeah. that. So so now we go to Plan B. Well, and Plan B for me is just act as if it's you just keep going. Don't worry about it. You know, and if she has another problem, then I can either do the kennel routine or tell her there's the fucking door. Well, I mean, we all know that we all you, know really, you, that, you supplicated her by by just listening to her. You're taking your precious time, which you could have been doing something else more constructive. Listen damn. to her babble, you know. God damn. For, God damn. That's I mean, the harshness. Well, I mean, it's true, though. And and the thing about it is, is that I think I think Spurg finally saw the light and realized that enough time had gone by. It's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter anyway. But she can't, you know, being a female who's you know, mostly about the emotions, she can't get there just by talking, communicating, you know, sharing feelings, 
what whatever the bullshit you know label for it is if they're going to get there they're only going to get there over time and realizing that over time hey you know what the most important thing is i'd love to have all 246 of these things on my checklist ticked off by one guy but the best i'm ever going to get is seven so i'm going to be happy with this fucking seven and the rest of it i'm just going to deal with well, i mean that's look, the way shit works here, here's the thing like being able to wrangle hamsters and do it at a professional level you're gonna have to understand to a point that you can't wrangle all the fucking hamsters she's gonna oh, have no. to wrangle yeah. some of them hamsters herself yes yes and you're, she, her hamsters. you're gonna, you're gonna that, go crazy your accountability and your and your you gotta own your shit for women there comes a point where you know hey i can only do so much but the rest is on you it really is and, and I, I want to address Coldman real quick. And then there was some other comments in the chat that tie into everything we're talking about. But first. <laughs> Coldman Bugwell for the Canadian $20. Thank you, sir. This money could have gone into my parents' retirement fund, but I love them. I'm sure they'll understand because ultimately that's kind of what this show was going to be originally about the whole provisioning, providing. It wasn't just about marriage. It was about the whole bullshit with, you know, Jack talking about, you know, your parents' well-being or whatever isn't your responsibility. But I don't want to get off tangent here. Because well, before you before you keep going, this I'm is not going. I'm not going to get you off off the topic, but I'm going to. Uh, you know, Coldman and I got into it with some dude on Twitter today oh, about the so whole. Did so did I. I showed up whole, too. And I said the failure to launch, and then brought up yeah, the whole the whole retirement <laughs> thing. So yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what this show was. You know, spawned and germinated from was you two assholes talking back and forth and i see it show up in my shit and i'm like what are you assholes talking about and i was like oh i'll do whatever i can and it's like oh here we go here we go yeah but go nick go no that was it i just wanted to recognize him for his yeah no i his, get it I his get savagery it. and harshness today yeah. uh, well both of y'all which is where the show title kind of came from between and and him and Jack, that's where the show title came from. If I were still giving out the harshness of the week award, he would have probably gotten it for this week. So you know what? I'd have gave it to him too. I'd agree with you on that. Yeah. But you know, going back, there's there's a few things I want to bring up here. I, I have to scroll up here just a little bit because all of these things apply. They're all part of the conversation that we're having right now. Going back to the conversation. So let's see. Where's the first one? Uh, here's a good one that Zachary brought up. Listen, smile, agree, and then do whatever the fuck you were going to do anyway. And absolutely. Okay. All right. And then Roman, you know, you brought up, if you got the right woman, it's really easy. Uh, I can't even remember the last time me and the missus had an argument. Dude, I, I understand. It's not like me and the belly dancer are constantly in conflict because trust me on this, we're not. Okay, These are seldom things, but it's, it's those stumbling blocks, those hurdles, those speed bumps in the road. Okay, and I, which brings me to what Kate said. 
which is, what do the three of you think of Ryan's view that the relationships are the woman's to maintain? Okay, Kate, I'm actually with Ryan on this one because I've been the opposite when I was in my marriage. I was the one changing myself, becoming something I was not in order to appease my ex-wife. And so there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of context. There's a lot of details in his statement that you may not understand, that a lot of guys won't understand, but I do, okay? And for me, it ultimately comes down to if I have to change who I am in order to appease you, you is you personally or any other woman, including the belly dancer, do I want to do the death by a thousand concessions? And most guys will. I did. I can't. And so for Ryan to say relationships are the woman's to maintain or it's the woman's job as a big, bold, all-encompassing statement, a high-level paint overview. Yes, I agree with him. Because it comes down to feelings, it comes down to the, the way the wind blows. Because guys are typically pretty, you know, stoic. We're, we're pretty, yeah, it is what it is. We're pretty, ah, whatever, you know, we're, we're the rock, in the water. And if we try to be the water or we try to be something else, that's when the erosion takes place. Hmm. Because now we're we're the ones tap dancing and tiptoeing and ooh, I need to modify because she ain't happy and I don't want to lose her and I don't want to offend her and I don't want to piss her off. And so you end up becoming the caricatures that you see on Twitter with a lot of these guys. Well, okay. go ahead, Nick. I mean, well, for me, it's it's it depends on what you mean by relationship and maintain. But generally, I also agree with Ryan. And because the way I see it, there are just a couple of there are a couple of things that make make a long term relationship a relationship. And by long term, I mean, well, I mean, that can mean a lot of different things, too, but we'll, we'll keep it simple. The first the first tenet is exclusivity. And so for me, it's up to the chick to decide if she wants exclusivity, because I never do. I never care about exclusivity. Right. But and I do think this is apply. This applies to younger dudes. It just has to be. um it has to be executed differently. But for me, I'm in my fifties. I've had my kids in my marriage. I don't want, I don't need that shit again. You know, I don't, I don't really need anything again. Right. I like women. So I like, you know, being around women and I like having one or more in my life, but where exclusivity is concerned, um, I'm never going to bring up exclusivity. And if she does, then we might, we'll have a conversation about it and depending on where we're at and when we bring it up because she brought up exclusivity on the first date and I laughed at her. She brought up exclusivity three months in and I laughed at her. I said, look, we don't even really know each other yet. 
Let's just have a good time and not worry about it. And I recognize that may mean she's out, you know, fucking other dudes. And if she is, okay, whatever. I couldn't give a shit because I don't, I'm not interested in that exclusivity. So, so that's the first thing. So once we agree on some kind of exclusivity, you know, after that, in my world, nothing changes right. because, because for me, uh, I'm still there to have a good time. I'm, I'm going, I'm, you know, I'm probably, I'm going to do more things like, you know, hang out with her, eat dinner together, do shit like that a little bit more. But, you know, even if we moved in together, I wouldn't be, you know, the, the time, like with little Spurg, the times where, you know, I'd go down there and spend a couple months, you know, at the condo on the beach, just hanging out, you know, aside from the fact that I was there, you know, nothing really changed. You know, I, you know, we'd make, we'd make food in the afternoon and just, you know, hang out you know, eat some shrimp or some steak when we were hungry, go to the pool, go do whatever. But it was still mostly just hanging out, having fun. And, you know, the difference is that I might help her, you know, hang some pictures and shit every now and then. But there is, to me, there's no more to it than that. And, and, you know, if we, if we decide, if we decide we're only going to be with each other, which technically I haven't agreed to. But if we decided that we were only going to be with each other, then to me, that's that's the beginning and the end of the relationship right there. Nothing else is relevant. So it's not like, you know, there's there's nothing else for me to do. And if she and if she wants, you know, you know, she wants like, you know, wants to take me to, you know, work parties and other shit like that. If I feel like going, I'll go. If I don't feel like going, I won't go. So nothing really changes in my in my world. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be different than that. I'm just saying for me, you know, there is, you know, a relationship is just are you exclusive or not? And that's all that it is. And that's up to her uh, because I don't give a shit if she doesn't. If she doesn't, if she wants to be exclusive and I don't, then that usually takes care of itself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And if we both decide to be exclusive, you know, if I say, yeah, you know, then that's, that's it. Nothing else changes for me. Right. So that's why I I consider it to be the woman's job because, you know, and, and in the end, it should be the woman who wants exclusivity and brings it up. And I do agree with that. I'll never, I'll never bring that up. You know, she gets she gets to, you know, she has control over her body. So if she doesn't want to fuck me, she's not going to fuck me. You know, beyond that, you know, she's somebody else. She's going to go fuck somebody else. She's the gatekeeper to sex. Yep. I'm the gatekeeper to the relationship because I'm the one who has to agree to it. Right. If you're not doing it that way, if you're if you're a dude and you're pursuing an exclusive relationship, there's something out of whack there somewhere in my view. You said if, if you're a guy pursuing an exclusive relationship, is that what you yeah. said? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Guys should guys should never do that because you mm. shouldn't. Because, you know, even if you're a young dude, you know, and what you know, what I advised my <laughs> sons, only one of whom has, you know, listened to me so far, you know, it's that it's that you have a, you have enough options out there that you shouldn't settle for a relationship until you have a chick who is who meets all those all those you know whatever's on your checklist which is usually about three or four things for a dude you know if she meets all those things and and everything's easy and it's going well then then you can decide but like in my case you know 
it's always the women who are hammering on about, you know, wanting to be exclusive, wanting to have a relationship, wanting to be more serious. Where is this going? All that kind of stuff. It's like, if it's a chick that I don't want, you know, who doesn't tick the boxes or ring the bells, then it's never going to happen anyway. <clears throat> but you have to, you have, a, have to have enough frame as a man. And remember my advice and my thinking is as a man, as a man for, you know, other men who might ask me, you know, my opinion, like my kids or my kids' friends or other people. And, you know, for me, that's the way, you know, that's the way I think is works out the best logistically. It's just, you know, over time, let her be the one that's, you know, hammering on about this stuff. And if, and if over time, you know, she, she presents all the qualities that, you know, are necessary for you to be in a relationship with her and you want to do that, then that's great. But if not, you know, and then if she decides, well, you know, fuck you, I'll go find somebody else. It's like, hey, well, you know, there's three, I, I three like, and a half uh, billion women in the world. I like Rob's metaphor of the rock on this on this subject, because you have to be the rock upon which your girl's bullshit breaks. Yep. And, and whenever you start changing your behavior or how you do things to supplicate her delicate sensibilities, you can you start to undermine yourself and you start yeah. to undermine the relationship in general. Because that's yeah. that, and that's not that's not your fucking job. OK, you're not obligated. That's not your obligation in, inside this. Which goes back to Ryan saying it's the woman's job to, you know, worry about the relationship. Correct. And, well, and, and a dude has even to, even if she does tick all the box, which is fine. That's what keeps you coming back. Mm -hmm. But the and the thing is, though, she has to continue keep doing that. Like if my girlfriend wants wants to be exclusive, she needs to behave in a manner in a manner which mm -hmm. makes me want to be exclusive. So she's she's going to have to constantly earn my trust and my care for her. And you can't do that in three months. They have to. That, oh, you know, no. that's a that's years. That's, that's a years thing. That takes and, years. Yeah. And it's look, we've talked about before, you know, I'm I'm such an asshole about it. It starts with the very first time that I'm with somebody, because with every single chick has done this. It's like text me when you get home. So I know you got home. OK. Yep. And my answer is always no, I don't report to you. <laughs> and if I did, if I didn't get home, OK, you'll find out soon enough. Don't worry about it. You know, I'm a big boy. You know, I don't report to you. and. You know, they're all like, you know, at first it's like, well, gee, all I wanted to know was that, you know, you were okay. And I was like, well, I appreciate that. But, you know, I don't do that. But yeah. You don't tell and, me what to do. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's, and, and the point of that is that's not for her. That's for me. Right. That's for me to remind right. myself that you've gone out with this chick one time. And the fact that, you know, she wants you to, she wants you to some, you know, call her, text her, whatever. When you get home, it sounds like a really sweet thing. And maybe it is. And maybe the motives are 100 percent pure. But that doesn't matter because the effect of that, we're back to betatization by a thousand concessions. Yes. And to me, that is an incredible lack of frame. Yes. It's just like it's like, no, it'll be cool. It's just the same as if I go out with some chick or I meet up with her. I never make plans with her that same night again. It's never like, oh, we need to see each other again. Oh, we need to do this. It's always like, man, I had a great time. Enjoyed seeing you, meeting you, fucking you, whatever. Good night, kiss. You know, I'll see you later. Text me when you get home. No, I don't do that. And that's just the end of that. And then the next day or two or three, then I call her up and you know, whenever I want to. And it's like, hey, let's get together and do something else. And that's the way it proceeds. That's not for her. 
that's not to manipulate her. That's right. not even really to game her. That is for me to set the frame for myself because frame is for you. It's not for them. It's for you. Right. And it's to remind you that there are three and a half billion women on this planet. She's one and I like her, but in a week I can find 10 more just yep. like her. Exactly. Well, she that's, that's like, that's like when my, my girlfriend here a while back, she, she texted me and she was like, why, why do you, you never text me whenever you make it home? But I always have to text you whenever I get home. I was just like, I told her, I said, because that's what I want. That's the way it goes. And, and she was, wants you. And she wants. And she wants. The, she it, and I guarantee you, it's more. It ends up being more important to her that she texts you when she gets home than for you to text her because she just wants to feel like, okay, I'm important enough that he wants to hear from me or whatever. Now, I generally don't. I've never done that. Plus, but, it's a compliance. But test. they. I've never said it, but they've always texted me, you know, when, when they got home anyway, it yep. usually has a bit, I've never asked them to, but it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, if, if it's going to work in one direction or the other, it, that's the direction it ought to work in because, and, and, and it also, it also gets everybody, you know, out of their heads and, you know, having to micro, you know, be micro involved in every little thing each other's doing all the time, just because we got these infernal phones where you can stay in contact 24 <laughs> 7, 365. And also remember that, you know, at least Rob and I, and, you know, Rob and I logistically bull, you know, uh, uh, it, you know, behaviorally, if nothing else, come from a time where there was no texting. Right. Nobody, nobody ever said, "Hey, call me when you get home." Back in you know 1989, you know nobody right. ever did that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and 1990 or 1995 or, or, or fucking yeah, 2000. She made you know? it home or not? You you knew if she made it home when you heard from her a couple of and days. If she ago. didn't, you'll see it on the 10 o'clock news. Being well, yeah, from right. that era makes <laughs> us much less micro concerned with every little thing that's going on. I mean, hell, even the other day. You know, because right now there there are periods where Spurg and I are together, and then there are periods where we're apart for many weeks at a right. time. And so, you know, even now, four and a half years in, you know, I didn't, we didn't text, I didn't text her for like two days, and finally on the third day, you know, she texted me, and she's like, "Why haven't I heard from you? Why won't you talk to me?" And I said, "It's been two days. I've been doing shit. You know, chill out." And, you know, and then I didn't talk to her for another day just to, you know, just to put an exclamation point on it because I'm an asshole. But <laughs> but it's but it's just it's just that kind of thing, you know, having to having to be micro involved and and, you know, satisfy your curiosity and and your and for her, it's really just boredom of, of whatever's going on every single fucking day. And it's like, well, how do I know you're not out, you know, doing X, Y, Z? And I'm like, you don't. So what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, if you're that, worried about that, then oh well, you know. Well, and that goes back to I, I like what you say, Rob. I don't need a mother. I had one. Well, right. I don't need an and I'm gonna come to that in just a second here, but I wanna finish, you know, what Nick just said. Okay. It it, it comes back to the whole this goes back to Ryan's comment or his statement about, you know, the relationship is the woman's issue. Okay. This is what we mean. This is what Ryan meant. Right. This is what guys mean that you 
collectively as the women, it's your job, put air quotes around it, to worry about the relationship. Because if we, as the men, worry about it, we're the ones that, to use my own analogy, the rock in the, in the river, we erode. Because now we're tap dancing and we're tiptoeing and we're appeasing and doing all this death by a thousand concession shit, which is what you as women as a collective whole hate. Okay. You didn't, that's not what attracted you to us. It was us being the rock in the river that you're like, oh, look at this fucking solid motherfucker. And if we start worrying about, Oh, shit. Well, I need to text her. Hey, babe, I made it home. Or, oh, I did this. Or, oh, I didn't say that. Or, oh, whatever. Then later on, you lose attraction. Okay, I understand this. That's that's what Ryan was talking about when he said relationships are women's, you know, problem. It's, it's theirs. <clears throat> and that's, you know, going back to your initial question, that's the part and it, and it even comes back to what I've been dealing with lately. You know, God, she's asking me to change my behavior because she felt a thing. And, you know, her presenting it in her own way with her own logic and all of that. I The, ha I, the hamsters got together in a meeting. Oh, God. And did And they? this is what they come out with. The hamsters yeah. had a Zoom call. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Boy, a fucking Zoom call. They had a uh -huh. Zoom call. And then I was sitting over here drinking a beer going, life is good. And then, hey, wait a minute. I need, you know, it was the whole, uh, where it is. There it is. I need to talk to you. Oh, shit. Okay. The shock wave hits because, wow. We had two different realities from the same party. And I thought about it and I'm, you know, parsing it with the boys here and with you assholes in the chat. But I already came up to my own solution even before I ever talked to any of you, which is ultimately I like who I am. And if you don't, you know where the door is and it was never locked. You can leave whenever you want. And if you don't like it, I respect that. I do. I respect that. Yeah, I need this from a man. Okay. Cool. I'll find you. Well, I do want to. Like, you need like what? What's this? You need shit. All you need is dick and direction. Well, I want to. I do want to add. I want to add something because there's a lot of confusion about this out there, and you know, I, I realize that I'm doing the, you know, I'm doing the tough guy, alpha male rap right now. But I do want to. <laughs> I do want to say this is that. If you get if you're a dude, you get in a long term relationship with a reasonably, you know, first of all, I got to preface this with uh, Noble Brown's quote about they're all crazy. Find one that looks oh, good in a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. I 100 percent endorse that line of thinking. 100 percent. But I'll also say if, if you if you're in a relationship with somebody who's reasonably stable and you want to be in a long term thing with them or you want to be in an exclusive thing with them, you do need to provide some beta comfort, however you want to call it. Yes. To them. You have to get to a point where that's OK. And it's not a it's not necessarily a concession situation. It's a thing where if you're if you're in that kind of relationship with a typical female, not an INTJ, Kate, but a typical female who's not an INTJ, 
you know, the, the things you're the exception, Kate. The thing yeah. you're the unicorn, hun. That's but right. the, the things they the things they typically want the most is or a couple of things they they want the most is you know a sense of security a sense of certainty a sense that the future is taken care of whatever and if they want to yeah. if they want to be in a long term relationship and if and if and if you guys get along great and she's you know she's bringing it a hundred percent what she needs to be bringing all the time then she's entitled to that she deserves that however you want to phrase it. You know, if she's if she's given her part, you know, she deserves some comfort. She deserves some of all that other stuff. It, not that, to the that, that not to the in, that falls no. in a level of intimacy, though. You know, like in a relationship, yeah. I, I classify well, no, that you're, as you're a level right. of intimacy. You're right. You're right. But that, but again, that takes time, or it should take time to get there. And mm-hmm. it getting there should be driven by her. Yeah. She has to because demonstrate that that's even, what she wants. Even intimacy in a relationship is earned. Invested, yes, invested in. Yeah, that's that's a lot of guys need to understand that. Like everything is earned. Well, you know, I've had private conversations with Bull and Rob before the show where we've talked about you know things that have gone down with Little Spurg, and it's like, oh man, she's all messed up because you know because of X Y Z, and you know she took it this way, and whatever, 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 and you know she she deserves a little bit more. You know, she deserves a little bit more beta comfort in that area from me. And, you know, it's not I don't see it as any kind of concession for me to give that to her. But, you know, the point of a lot of this stuff is, A, it has to occur over time. It has to be earned. And and I think Bull's point is spot on on the money and the best way to look at it. It's a byproduct of intimacy. Yeah. Because because if you if you just go through this thing, like a lot of dudes, you know, spout on Twitter about, you know, you're always, you're always demand and you're always, you know, you're always, you know, commanding her this, that, and whatever. Um, you know, I, that may, maybe a little bit of that early on, you know, you want to be King stud alpha or Sigma or whatever. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine early on. But, you know, there comes a time where you have to soften yourself too. even, even to the point, you know, if you, and if you've been married and had kids, especially, you know, you're not you're not going to be Mr. Hard Ass Drill Sergeant with everybody all the time. If you are, they're going to hate you. Right. You know, you have to. But this is where the nuance comes in. And this is where you learn to be a social creature, which is what human beings are. And 99 percent of dudes problems would be cleared up overnight if they just learned to be a calibrated social creature, which mm-hmm. is how we evolved, which mm-hmm. is how we got to where we are. Um, you be that in your family and with your woman and everything else, and things will generally work out fine. Now, you know, there, there'll be, there'll be a lot of women who won't, who won't go for that because they'll, they either want you to be, you know, more under their thumb or, you know, for, or for whatever other reason, which is fine, let them go, you know, but the, but the ones that are on the same page as you will reveal themselves if you're if you've dated enough people and you've learned, you know, a how to how to read people, b how to stand up for yourself and c how to be a social creature. Well, the other thing too, another thing that I go by a lot of times when dealing with girls relationships is I ask myself this question often, is this something that she needs or is this something that she wants? Ah, oh, because yeah. it's not your job it is not your job in a relationship. You you're supposed to be giving her a girl what she needs, not what she wants. I'll give you an example. She wants she didn't like something that you did 
at a party, you know, she wants you to change your behavior. Is that a need or a want? It's a fucking oh. want. So what is it, Rob? Oh, you're you're pushing buttons, bull. <laughs> Just saying. It's a, it's a covert you're, contract, you're, like you said, bull. Yeah, it's a covert contract. Is it a need or a want? Now, the other example, she she had she had a, a close relative that died, and she and she's in a level of mourning, and she needs somebody to reach out to reach out to. That's your fucking job. Yeah, that's your job to console her. That's your job to curl up on a fucking couch with her, wrap her up in a blanket like a little burrito, and fucking just hold her for a couple hours. That's what that's what your job is. Yeah, that's the difference. It's a need versus want. And it, as a as a man in a relationship, it's not your it's not your job to mm. give her what she wants. Your job is to give her what she give needs. Her what she needs. And just that remember this. Life. Just remember this. From your perspective as a man, even INTJs are this way. They're still all crazy. Yes, they are. They are. They're still women. They're crazy in all kinds of different ways. You got to find ones that are crazy in a way that works for you, you know, depending on how she looks in a bikini. And, you know, it's like, and, you know, it, there, I, I know it sounds real dismissive and, and maybe it is, but there's that, there's that popular gift going around on Twitter right now where, women get all spurged out about something and then somebody posts the little patent the patent the yeah. anime chick on her head patent the chick on the head well i yeah. mean that's that is literally you know what i do if 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 spurg or somebody else i've been dating comes up to me and you know they're all freaked out over something i'll just be like you know what color panties you're wearing right now let me see them you right. know shit like that and in five minutes the vibe has completely changed yep yeah yeah and that's because see I, I i figured this out a while ago it works on grown women it works on my daughter from the time she was like seven like it's not my job to give her what she wants it's my job you to give her, give what, her she what she needs and and that's maybe what ryan might have meant when he said it's the woman's job to deal with the relationship. Okay. Too many guys are asking, what do women want? And it goes back to Mad Men, I believe, the, the show. I never watched it, so I don't know. But there was a guy sitting with another guy, and he said, what do women <laughs> want? And the other guy said, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Okay, exactly. who cares? Because that's the point. It's it's not about worrying about what do you give them what they want, which is what I think most guys do. And even I was going down the rabbit hole of, well, God, what does she want? What the fuck is she saying? And it was my own, you know, wait a minute, you're sinking, swim back up. And you guys in the chat and Bull and Nick pulling me out of the water going, dude, it doesn't matter what she wants. It's what she needs. Yeah. Okay. And that's the point. And so I think that's to me, and, and I'm mind reading because I'm not Ryan. I don't know him all that well. I've never talked to him face to face in person, but that's what I think he meant, Kate, when he said the relationship's the woman's job. Okay. Far too many guys get caught up in what do you want as a woman? You know, what is what does my woman want? And so they start tap dancing and and twirling and and the rock starts to erode. When the truth is, no, you 
You don't, like Bull said, you don't give them what they want. You give them what they need. And that, if, you, if you give them what they want, you spoil them. Well, you spoil them and you kind of ruin it. Well, yeah. you ruin you ruin yourself too because if you're yeah. you know part of that relationship by a thousand concessions. Part of that relationship shit is you know she's going to tell you about her problems and the the chick she hates at work, which is probably most of them and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna go to her with problems, right? You're and if you do, if you just I mean, go you to her, but... if you just go to her and spout <laughs> off what all your difficulties and all your problems are, you she know, loses a track. I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't condone it, but you can do it. <laughs> well, yeah. One yeah. is, how's that working out for you, bud? Right. Yeah. Like, well, oh, if you're know. if you're a dude that that wants to talk about his general, wants to talk about his day and his general problems, then I'm going to have questions about how many testicles you actually have because, to and and this is purely a a Nick thing, but it's like you know, there's. There is nothing. I mean, I've I've known her for four and a half years. I have never told her about my day. And she asks me almost every fucking time we talk, even to this day. She's like, well, how was your day? I was like, it's like every other day, you know. Well, that's like when my girl texts me. And she gets like, she gets pissed day? about that. She gets pissed about that. And I'm like, because she because for because from her perspective, because she's who she is. Right. She's like, no, oh, what's he hiding? What's he don't want to tell me about? Yeah, you're and, holding back. And you're like, nah, it was fine. <laughs> but after four and a half years, she's learned, you know, she's learned just like when she said, well, what have you been up to? I'll no. be like, oh, you know, fucking college girls. Same thing I do whenever I'm not with you. <laughs> you like, girl, if she texts me. I'm, I just I text her back. SSDD. Same shit, different day. For the right. first two for the first two years, she would get offended when I said that. And now I'm just like, you know, she's like, so what have you been up to? And I was like, usual. She's like fucking college girls. I'm like, yep. He's like, she's like, okay. Yeah, she figured out she's playing the game with you. Well, you if you if you go if you're together long enough and it's good enough, all that stuff stops being. You know, her hamsters are still there, oh, but yeah. it stops having the impact that it did but she, she when she was. Her, you, you basically taught her to control her own fucking hamster. Right, and the you're exactly right, hundred percent. And the you, only way you can do that, you gave her what she needed, not what she wanted. The only way you can do that is over time, because you know, three and a half years in, she's like, "Well, you know, I just figured you're gonna, you know, dump me whenever somebody better comes along." And I'm like, "It's been three and a half years. If I, you know, somebody I better, good, I already did. There, there have been, there have been plenty of, you know, chicks that if I wanted to that have come along that that I could consider better." They're only the only better is if I don't like you anymore and I still like you. So what are you so worried about? Yeah. You know, it's like I'm still here. Dude, that's kind of how the conversation between the belly dancer and I went was kind of what you just said. It's like, whoa, just because I said and did a thing doesn't change anything. I'm still here. You're still here. So what's the fucking problem? Yeah. Yeah. No, just like look, whatever you said doesn't matter. You're still here, still love her. Yep. If, if, you're, if you feel that. some kind of way, if she feels some kind of way about that, other than that, well, she sits, she sits right. down. She looks at you know, she looks at all this time, and she realizes that I'm pretty much the same guy today that I was the night we met. And what I focus on is us having a good time. And you know, you you put it as her getting what she needs. That's a good way to put it. And and all this other stuff. And, you know, but 
but human beings have this thing until you've gotten to the point where you can, you're just content with life in the sense that you're doing what you want to be doing. You know, you're going to die someday. So you're not wasting time and all that kind of shit that is, as long as that's what's going on, then everything else is like a trifle. It, it, it doesn't even matter and it shouldn't even register. Yep. And so, you know, and so, okay, well, we've man, been, yeah, but to a man, that's how he thinks. Not to a right. woman, she gets content. She's got to start drama. Well, if she's, mm. if, like the, the drama hamsters come out. Yes, you're right. You're <laughs> right. But the you're but kind of the kind of content I mean is like you're not wrong. But when I say content, I mean she knows she's getting what she needs, and she's learned to accept over time. She's learned to accept that the stuff that she thinks she wants doesn't really matter it's like when she used to always hound me for like you know when i'd say something about you know you know years ago banging some other chick and then she's like well you better not be and my answer would be <laughs> i'm gonna do whatever the fuck i want you know how, how are you gonna know anyway you're five foot two what the fuck are you gonna do about it <laughs> five foot barely yeah and i'm like you know you're like a tall midget what are you gonna fucking do about it or it'd be like, you know, if I want to bang somebody else, you're going to have, you know, you're going to have right of first refusal to join too, you know, that kind of stuff. And, you know, you know, and over time, you know, she, you know, she just stopped worrying about it, or at least she stopped bringing it up. Now she probably still worries about oh, it. Oh, but that's, but, that goes back to, that's not your problem. Well, yeah. And it's passive dread is what it is. Well, and 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 to take Ryan's statement a little further from my perspective, okay? And again, maybe I'm mind reading him. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm throwing my own bullshit in here, but I'm going to throw it in there, okay? When he said, you know, relationships aren't a, the man's problem, they're the woman's, whatever he said, okay? The, the biggest part as a man that I got from that was... Guys, stop mind reading, okay? She's got a million fucking things going on in a million fucking directions, and you don't know because you're not her. Yeah. So stop mind reading. Do also, your too, thing. Because, do your thing. It's kind of a brilliant statement because it's also a Rorschach. Yeah, sounds like overthinking, but I want to hear this. Well, it's just like what you said is it's going to get interpreted differently by everybody. Like should, should a girl, you know, should be it's her obligation to maintain the relationship. You know, everyone's going to have their own take on it. Right. It's a very open statement. It's a very broad statement. It's a 30,000 foot elevation statement, you know, and from well, that you're supposed to draw the nuance from it, whatever that is. Well, I mean, we talked about this back in the day when we first started doing this travesty back in early 2020. <laughs> and, and, you know, my, my sense of it, as I, as I mentioned earlier was I didn't want a relationship. I was spinning plates. I was having fun. I was a little tired of doing it. It was getting old, which is one of the reasons you should do it is so that it gets old because that's, right. that's the only way you really know what you're asking. You think yep. you're asking for what do you want? Because for most dudes, it ends up, you know, you need to do it, but then it, but for most guys, I think it ends up getting old. And then when somebody like Spurg comes along and, you know, what I found over time was it was like, well, all right, well, I can, you know, there's this chick that I met, I could call her or I could call Spurg. And in, and in my case, it ended up being, 
Well, I was already getting everything I wanted from Spurg, so why would I call somebody else? It was just, it was just, it just became a more natural thing. It was like, you know, if I if I'm getting exactly what I want from her, why would I go out and try to find somebody else? Because in in my in my case at that time, I didn't really need as much variety anymore. And over time, that is kind of that is that is that is decreased to the point where. Yeah. I mean, I'm not comfortable committing to anybody. I'm not going to commit to somebody for life, but I didn't need, I didn't, you know, I got tired of spinning plates, didn't need that. And then after a while, things with Spurg were good enough that, you know, I just, I wanted to see, I'd rather be with her than run around and, you know, do all the other shit with somebody new and, you know, do the first meetup thing and, you know, all that other crap, game them back to my house and then forget their name and call them somebody else's name and all that shit. You know, after a while, it's just got old for me. She won, she won the war of attrition. Exactly. She, uh, well, we, we talked about that and you, and it was you bull who pointed out, and this was a good observation. You were like, you know, well, you did Nick, what you were supposed to do, which is, you know, hang out and have fun and, you know, always have a positive experience. Cause that's what you're there to do. And then she did her part, which is, she was like, you know, well, I can't do better than this guy. So I'm going to keep giving it, giving my best to this guy. And eventually, you know, eventually it was like, yeah, I the mean, level, I, the I, level of investment keeps going up and up and up. And that's what, so I, so I would rather just, I would rather just be with her than, you know, just some, just some rando, which is not saying there's anything wrong with doing it the other way. Cause I've done it that way too. It's just like, you go through, you know, you go through cycles and phases, you get to different points in your life. You, you know, do things. I've got friends who don't ever want to settle down. Don't ever want a long-term girlfriend, which is cool too. I got other friends that are married and like being married. They have good marriages. That's cool too. You know, I've got other friends who, you know, who, you know, go from girlfriend to girlfriend. If that's what they want, that's cool too. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, every, every individual is at a different place in their life, depending on their experience. And so it's up to them to decide what's best for them. And, but there is a, there is a, a, a better way to go about getting it. And to me, you know, I line up between you got behind you guys and what, Brian said about, you know, um, you know, you make it about having fun and let her hamsters spin over all the relationshipy stuff. And if she really wants it bad enough, then she's going to bring it up eventually. And then you're, and then you're going to clarify what the terms are. It's like, you know, when are we going to be exclusive? Be like, we've only known each other three weeks, you know, not anytime <laughs> soon. Exactly. You know, why, why are you talking to other girls on the dating website? <laughs> i've had i've had women that i i knew for two months who asked me to move in with them oh i mean yeah women will women will do crazy shit you know because because they're they're riding those emotional highs and you know and i'll be like i'm not i'm not moving in with your ass i don't even know you you know <laughs> yeah it's well you know that's the thing too it's like as you know for the guy in a relationship it's also important to mediate expectations mediate her expectations be more specific like you can't can't be folding up like a fucking lawn chair whenever she suggests something well i mean what i used to tell her was 
uh, right now you just need to show up, you know, looking good, ready to have a good time. Yep. Sh- show up looking your best, ready to have a good time. And I'll make, I'll make sure that we have a good time. And if, you know, and well, if you've already gone out once or twice, then she knows what to expect from that. So, you know, that's like, we, uh, like whenever me and my girlfriend went on our little trip in San Antonio last week, you know, I, uh, I planned everything out. I planned out where we were going, what restaurants we were going to go to. I looked up the menus, see what we were going to eat. So I knew all that stuff ahead of time. You know, she didn't have to do shit. I told, I texted her the night before. Right. I said, make sure you pack a dress, a nice right. dress. Uh, Cause we're going to go somewhere. She's like, where are we going? I'm like, don't worry about it. That's what, that's what they would all say. It was like, well, I don't know. I know what to wear. And I just tell them what to wear. Yep. Yeah. Or I'd give them a range. I'd say, do something like this. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. cause she was like, which dress do you want me to wear? I said, wear the polka dot one. Just show up ready to have fun. Yeah. And, uh, and it took a lot of, it took a lot of stress off of her, you know, but I love that shit. Like I, I love doing that stuff. I'm figuring out what we're all going to do. Cause she don't like doing that shit. I don't know many girls that do enjoy doing that shit. So, and she was, uh, the other day she was telling, telling me that she was at work telling her, uh, all her girlfriends at work about this shit. And then they were like, Oh, does he have a brother or something? And it's like, no bitch, there's only one of me. You're not it's like, you can't, you can't be the first, but you can be the next. You know, it's, it's like all this, you know, all the stuff, all, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that, you know, women have said to me after we'd known each other for a long time, they're like, you know, and maybe all women aren't like that, but the women that, that, that I want in my life are like that. So those are the ones, you know, those are the ones who are like, like, yeah, you know, I mean, it was like, you know, four years before, you know, I think one time in four, like four years after we'd known each other, it was just like early last year. I said, Hey, you know, get dressed. Let's go out to XYZ place. And she said, um, do you think we could go here instead? And I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. But you know, I'm all, I always, I always choose the place and you know, she always just goes along with it. And then there was one time where she just finally said, you know, I'd like to go here. Is that okay? And I was like, sure. It's okay. You know, and that, I think that's probably the only time she's ever done that for whatever reason she did it. I think it was some place she heard about, she wanted to try all that kind of shit, which is fine. But you know, you know, if you're, if you're the guy doing the, you know, if you're the man in the relationship, it's just always better to just already have a plan, already know where you're going, take her there. And, you know, that's also a good shit test too, because you see if she adapts to it or if she wants to argue with you about everything and, or if she always wants to jockey for control. Cause if she does, you know, it's not about the restaurant, but it's just about what her general attitude is. And I, I want to be with somebody who's, you know, so happy to be with me that it doesn't fucking matter where we go. And, you know, and then she, she is relieved of the, you know, cause, cause women don't look at it the same way we do really. Cause for us, it's like, Hey, I want, you know, Mexicans, we're going to go eat tacos. You know, mm-hmm. for her, it's for her, it's like, Oh, well, I hope, I hope he feels like eating tacos. What if he doesn't like tacos? What if this, <laughs> what if that, what if that? And it's like, if you're the guy doing that and you're constantly asking her, Hey, where do you want to go tonight? Hey, what do you want to do? then a that's laziness on your part that's that's a lack of leadership yeah. on your part and that's acting like her you know gay best friend instead of yeah. you know the dude well, that cause she like wants we were, to fuck. uh a few weeks ago I, I mentioned to her cuz I was planning the trip out and where we were going to go I I, told, I mentioned to her so you know I don't want, I don't know if I want to go to the Alamo and visit the Alamo or if I want to go to that natural bridge cave system I didn't ask her her opinion she just gave it because she's been there already and she's done both and she's like you know i i really think you're gonna like the cave system you know she 
It's not like because she wanted to go because she thinks that I would have liked. She goes, I don't care where we go just as long as we go together. She goes, I've been to both. They're nice. She says, but I, I just think you'd like the, the caves thing a little bit better. And she was right. And that's where that's where we went. How dare you? Dare you? Well, the other well, the other thing was because she's like, you know, they have uh, zip lines there. I'm like, er, zip lines, shit. <laughs> I did not know that. Thank you. So How can that. I let a man know my favorite restaurants without looking like I'm leading? Hey, oh, I love okay. go, I love going to the XYZ sushi buffet. I go there yeah. all the time. Okay, okay. First, first, first. Let's let's fucking you know do things first. So first, I got to bring this back up since. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bacon brought up his comment that I'm going to get to in a moment here. The comment that has been up here the longest where even Bacon was throwing money to be like, can we get this out of here? But Rurb, they say real men are supposed to communicate and be their everything, best friend, lover, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I had to bring that up because Dre has been a member for four months now. Thank you, Dre. Now, real quick, I got to bring up Bacon's comment because it's a Tuscan Raider comment. If I ever heard one, <laughs> Bacon, the goddamn Bacon for 308. What a great caliber. Just, just get you to move Dre's member chat. <laughs> Hey, it, it, it's one of those things, guys. You know, I'm watching the chat. I'm watching what everyone says. And <clears throat> Kate, you're fucking overthinking things when it comes to men. We're simple, but we're not. Okay. And if you're worried about, I don't want to be, you know, leading. It's okay, Kate. We're, you know, I, I bring it up this way, baby. Okay. I say, hey, put on your little whatever colored dress in my case i like black put on your little black black dress we're going out oh where are we going well we're going either here or here if i say that if i've known you long enough and assuming that i've known you long enough that yeah kate likes sushi and she likes this i'm gonna pick a couple options because that's me because i'm simple but i'm not and if you go oh what about this Okay, I'm good with that. I don't sit down and go, wait, oh, bro, bull, Nick. She, <laughs> am I writing in my fucking notebook and I got to have a conference, you know, an emergency podcast? Do, with I, Nick do I still have frame? Yeah. Do I still have frame? <laughs> still have frame? <laughs> Guys, I said, let's go here or here. And she said, what about here, bro, bull, do I still have frame? Really? Sure, sure bro. Yeah, sure, bro. Okay, don't overthink it. All men care about, this is why I said in the chat, we're simple, but we're not, okay? I don't give a fuck. All I care about is that you show up in your little black dress. That's all I care about, ultimately. Oh, she wore the little black dress. No but panties. we didn't, yeah, and no panties would be preferable, okay? If I, if I said specifically, hey, don't wear a bra, and don't wear panties. And you said, ooh. And then I said, we're going here or we're going here. And you said, well, what about here? Okay. I don't care. Okay. This, I'm not going to have an emergency podcast. And, oh, guys, do I still have frame? Is she leading? Is she being a dominant boss babe bitch? 
I don't care. And neither does Nick, neither does Bull, and neither does any other man in the universe. All we care about, did you show up in your black dress without panties and a bra? That's what we care about. If you didn't do that, well, shit, now I need a, an emergency broadcast. Well, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a go out to dinner date with me until you know we fucked a lot anyway. It's not you know it's gonna be you know three or four you know five six meetups down the line anyhow. And by then, I'm gonna know what food you like. I'm gonna know what the you know I'm not, I'm probably gonna know where your favorite places are because you're gonna already have told me. And if you don't, then you know then I guess we don't go there, and who cares? You know, and that's the main, right. that's, that's the main thing that I, I key off of. It's not like a, you know, it's not like this predetermined checklist, but it is kind of like an option play for you football fans out there. If you know what an option play is, it's yep. where you read the defense after you've, after you've, uh, you know, got the ball for, after the quarterbacks got the ball from the center and then based on how well the offense is blocking and where the strength of the defense is, <laughs> while the play is going on, you decide what, what you're going to do, whether you're going to run, whether you're going to pass, whether you're going to keep it and, and keep the ball yourself and all that kind of stuff. That's really how this stuff works if you know what you're doing. And so, you know, by the time we get around to a dinner date, you know, we're our, I'm already going to know enough about you to know where you like to go and what you like to do because exactly. you're a chick. You're a chick. You're going to have told me 15 times already, you know, about, yep. oh, you're I do love, I love sushi. I especially love going to this place because they got the buffet on Friday nights and they do this and I can oh, wear geez. my dress and it's yep. really cold in there. So my nipples poke out and now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to hear it all before we ever even get there. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said we're simple, but we're not. Okay, you're already going to advertise it and broadcast it, whether you do it on social media or you say it to me personally, to my face. I love this fucking place because they got all I can eat and I can eat a lot. Whatever it is, I'm going to be like writing that shit down. Okay, yeah, a little mental note right there. And then, and then sometimes <laughs> just for shits and giggles, sometimes just for shits and giggles, you know. It's going to be Friday night. You'll be like, ooh, can't wait to hit that sushi buffet. I'll be like, no, nah, that's not where we're well, going. Well, yeah. That, or she'll be like, oh, I like to hit that sushi place. Like, oh, okay, let's go. And then take her to McDonald's. Eh, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but but I did. McDonald's like place. I just went there last night. We're going here instead. We're going exactly. to. You know, yeah. We got to throw curveballs to keep you on your toes. It's yeah. taco night, baby. You're like, man, <laughs> I really, you know, it's Friday night and I love some sushi and there's these places because you saw my Instagram and I'm like, oh yeah, but we're going out back because we're having <laughs> fucking steak. We're going to, right. we're going to that new Ethiopian joint. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> on your fucking toes. That's going right. to that Indian restaurant that failed their health inspection three months <laughs> yeah, in a row. Right. Yeah, whatever. You know, they're even, you know, these guys talked to me earlier about don't deer rob. And I'm like, don't, don't show your hand, guys. That's where I would just say to Kate, just wear that little blue dress, no bra, no panties, and just shut up and I'll come pick you up. And she's yeah, like, we going to look pretty. Like, how hard is that? Right. Like, it's pretty simple. But, you know, it would be one of those, where are we going? You'll see. And, and also, when Kate's expecting sushi, then I show her steak. 
And she's like, part of her is like, oh, but she's like, but I got to wear my blue dress and show it on Instagram. There you go. You still ate fine just because it wasn't your usual. That's why I said we're simple, but we're not. I mean, if I take you to the, if I take you to the steak place, if I take, if I take you to the, you know, the steak house and, you know, originally you wanted to go to the, to the sushi place and you get bitchy and you have a bad time, then we're probably going to be done at that point anyway. However, what's usually going to happen is we're going to go there, still going to have a great time. And, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put an alternate, uh, an alternate play on, you know, what Rob said. And because I've done this before, guys, and if you're, you know, if you're with the, if you do it right, this is, this shit is gold is, you know, right before you leave, you just say, you know, go to the bathroom and take your panties off. Yep. And then, you know, and then when she comes back to the table, you're like, give me your panties. And she's like, huh? You know, then she gives you her panties and then, you know, you take her out, you know, finger her in the car in the parking lot or something. Or whatever it is you got planned to do, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever works for y'all. And, uh, you know, you do that a couple of times. She's never going to really give a shit about where you go eat. Dude, just leave that and leave it, leave the panties on the table during a meal. Well, there's wow. Bull bringing, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to see you bringing the heat. Yeah. Bull say, you know, (laughs) we're playing poker here and he's like, I'll see your fucking $5 and I'll raise you 10. All right. But I have to, you know, back off. I'm going to fold from Bull's <laughs> poster analogy here. Because I remember one of my distinct memories that is great. Ex-girlfriend and I, I told her, put on your little black dress. Wear this, wear that, wear these things. And she's like, where are we going? And I'm like, you'll see. Okay. And you guys are going to love this. You're going to fucking love this. Okay. So I, because it had been a long time since we'd been to this place, but she got all dressed up, dolled up, did her hair, did all the things, shaved her legs, shaved her pits, shaved her cooch. Yes. Yes. I know, Kate. I know. I know. Just don't even go there. Okay. But she got all excited because I wouldn't tell her where we were going. That's the point. She got all excited. And I take her to, where did we go? We went to Sizzler. <laughs> because, <laughs> because neither one of us had been there in like a year. And I'm like, we're going, you know, when we rolled up and she was like, oh, wow. Oh, you know, she was all excited and I was all excited. We were both excited because she wore a little black dress and shaved everything. We go in, we both eight and we were both like oh that's why we haven't been here in a year that's thank you nick even i was like this is why we don't go to sizzler okay (laughs) because even i was like fuck this the food sucks because it did it sucked but you know what she had a great time i had a great time and that's the memory other than we're both like Oh, <laughs> this Sizzler. is why we haven't gone to fucking Sizzler. This is why we we've gone to Outback and these other outfits that we would oh. go to, because early on we realized, yeah, it's not all that great. But then we forgot. But what we didn't forget was the whole anticipation of, hey, 
put on your heels, put on your little dress. Don't wear a bra, don't wear panties and just shut the fuck up and let me take you there. And that's the part for me. And I guarantee for her, that was the most memorable, even though the food was less than mediocre. Okay. I wouldn't go back to Sizzler for nothing at this point, other than to just like say, put on your little blue dress, Kate, put on your heels. We're going to have a good time. Don't wear anything else. No bra, no panties. We're going to go have some fun. Just so you'd be a... Because, <laughs> you know, I know INTJs still get excited once in a while. They get the tingles. Yeah. You know, they're they're not immune to a little vagina tingle, you know? And then you're like, oh. But it was the moment we rolled up. And even the moment we rolled up, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is going to be good. You know, this is going to be one of those good. And then you eat it and you're like, oh, but it's not my <laughs> fault. It's the restaurant's fault. We're simple, but we're not. This is why Ryan said it's your problem as the woman for the relationship, not ours. Now, do you understand? This is what we bring this is it. Well, bacon cheese toast is really just a grilled cheese sandwich. Hey, okay. hey, hey, hey. You, you're, you're treading on some thin ice. <laughs> some, someone's about to get butt hurt. <laughs> uh, where, where's the Hefeweizen? Because I need her to take a swig. The butt hurt Hefeweizen? Yeah, because I'll tell you what. You know, a grilled cheese sandwich and toasted cheese is not the same. Same thing. No. <laughs> cheese toast is just a grilled cheese sandwich with one less piece of bread. No. <laughs> hey, look, don't, look, look, Bull is the man, which is why, you know, I invited him on this show as a host. <laughs> but don't forget that he bailed the last two weeks just, you know, because Mama Enchilada needed him. So, yeah, speaking of that, let, let's let's <laughs> let, uh, give him a want, want, want. That's right. There we go. Or a, or a careless whisper, I think. He deserves a careless whisper. Well, we're going to do that, too, while we're at it. Where is it at here? I got to find it. No. Nope. <laughs> there it is. Poor bull. Pour out a little liquor for the homies. I do. I do want. I do want to. I um, do want to briefly revisit what you said. And then I'm going to shut up for the night. But your thing about you know, I mean, essentially, it's so simple. It's complicated. Right. Is 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 totally spot on. And there there's. I swear to God, you know, if once you, it's all a mental thing. And once, you know, as a dude, you break through that mental wall about, you know, all this shit and you just get out there and you get your repetitions in with a variety of women, then it stops being all this shit like you read about on Twitter. And it just starts, it's just, it's just you having fun with that, women you like. Is, and that. that's what it's really all about. And if it's anything other than you having fun with women, then you're doing something wrong there because 
because it's all about having 100% fun and you have more fun if you just get out of your head and pass all this, you know, all the, you know, what do they call it? The not blocking thoughts, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, just, you know, limit, limiting thinking, limiting thoughts or whatever they call it that, you know, you're just too Don't much in your head. head. Be in your body. Right. Mm -hmm. Be in your body, have, having a good time. And, it, and if yeah. you're having a good time, she's having a good time or she's, you know, or she belongs to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> She's a 304, dude. You can't have fun with a 304. 304, because we got to be serious alpha males here. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Don't give those 304s the time of day. That's right. Oh, God damn. And that's what I meant by, you know, not only Ryan's <laughs> remark about the, you know, it's the women's job for the relationship, but even for me, for, for all you guys out there, guys, you have to like who you look in the mirror. And if you do, you're fine. Even if she's not, you're fine. Because there's always going to be another. That's, that's you know, I it, it's funny. We have this talk to entertain and shoot the shit. But in a way, it's kind of, you know, therapeutical. Because it's like, oh, I'm going to just go back to being me. And yeah, I'm going to piss off women and I'm going to say shit that's inappropriate and I hurt feelings and all that. Because in the end, there's always another one if that's the way it goes. And even if it's not, it's like, it's okay, because I'd rather be me rather than be something I'm not. And that's where I was, you know, talking to the chat, talking to Kate about saying, you know, we men are simple, but we're not, okay? We're complicated in our own fashion, but ultimately we're not that fucking complicated. We're fairly simple. But to use one that a, a great sage and master said once, I remember this from a while back, fuck it and roll. I don't, I don't know who that was, but that's what it ultimately comes down to in the end. As a guy, you got to fuck it and roll, okay? You just, you have to decide, do you like who you are? Do you not like who you are? And if you don't like who you are, then yeah, you got work to do for you. Not for the whammon, not for the bros on the internet or your buddies at the fucking wherever. You got to work on you for you. But if you can look at yourself in the mirror and you like who you are, then you know what? Fuck it. You're good enough. And if the guys don't like it, fuck them. And if the girls don't like it, fuck them. There's always another one. Yep. There are two steps. The first thing you have to do is when you look yourself in the mirror, say you're a piece of shit. And if you still like yourself after that, then you've arrived. But step two of that is you have to go out and do that in public and let the chips fall where they may. And that's where most people chicken shit out, whatever it is, you know, you don't have to be as charming and as witty as me. You can be, you know, you can be a, you know, there's all, there. you're, you're, there's you're, all, <laughs> you're reaching, but okay. Reaching hell. There's, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of, and, and let me say this, <laughs> let me say this. Don't there, dare, Nick, don't dare. <laughs> there is, there is no authentic you. There's who, uh, yes, yes. There's who you decide to be in life. 
That doesn't mean that you have to be a phony and pretend to be somebody else because that's what works for Nick or for Rob or for whomever or for Jason Momoa or for whatever. You just you have to do what works for you and you have to be happy with the results. And when you get to that point, that's who you are. But you're not, you know, if you peel back the layers of yourself, you're going to find a bunch of crap, a bunch of bullshit. And then you're going to peel off so many layers that there's nothing left. There's there is no you. You is who you decide to be. And that doesn't mean being a phony. That means being the person who gets what he wants, whatever you decide that is. Once you get there, that's who you are. But it's not it's not about, you know, it's not about you, you know, not having to change because, you know, you're 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 full of fear and you're full of all this other shit. You got to get over all that no matter what, you know, no matter what kind of whether you want to be, you know, whether you're a you know, whether you like to pursue nerdy shit or whether you're, you know, you know, the two time, you know, winner of the Mr. Alpha Male Universe or whatever it is you do. Whether you whether you're a musician, whether you're an artist, whether you're a bowler, whether whatever it is, you know, you go do what you like and and decide how you're going to execute that. And then that's who you end up. That's who you are. You decide who you become or you can decide who you become. If you don't, then you've got problems. But at some point, you you know, if you want to talk about responsibility, you take responsibility for becoming the person you want to be and building the life you fucking want. And, and I'm telling you, you know, for most people that is, that is a hundred percent achievable in a much shorter amount of time than most people think. If you weigh 1200 pounds, it's going to take you a little bit longer than some other people. But for the most part, most people, you know, if you have an average BMI or even a slightly above average BMI and you've got, you know, and you stutter and you whatever all your excuses are, you can you can deal with every one of them, still be successful, however you want to define it and, you know, have the life you want. And that's what that's what being yourself is. It's deciding who you are and then going out and doing that. Dude, that's a mic drop. If I ever heard one bull, there you go. Bull, you got anything you want to add before we wrap it up? No. Fair enough. Nick, any parting thoughts? It's going to be okay. Dude, (laughs) you know what? It is. It It really, you know, as fucked up as that is, it really (laughs) is. It really is because it's going to be okay. That's just a nice way to say fuck it and roll. Well, there's that too. But kids, thanks for tuning in. Have a good night. Think about it. Just fuck it and roll. Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. But there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down to hell.